he like um, he poses poses with the animals that he hunts like that's, trophies or that's whatever. Garbage. It's garbage. Like, it's that's, like a Don Jr. situation. It's that's uh, garbage. Yeah. We got too many deer. Go hunt. Garbage. Honestly, I mean, I'm not. I I love animals, but if you want to hunt, go hunt a deer. There's they're running all over the place. Get them. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. Jeez, you don't have to hunt an elephant. All right. Anyway, here we go. Hunt a mosquito if you want to hunt so bad. <laughs> you know what I mean. You can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. Welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast, it's not for you. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Andrew, you ever seen that, uh, remember that movie, Throw Mama from the Train? You remember that movie? Yeah. Uh, Danny DeVito, Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. And Ramsey. Um, I never oh. saw it. I don't know if you ever saw it, but it's always, no. it was always in the movie store. It's one of those things that you have a memory of passing in the movie store, right, as a kid? Yeah, yeah. You never, you never rented it, but it was always on the shelf. You never rented it. Yeah. Also, was on TNT a fair amount, but never. You never stop on that channel. I assume they threw Mama off of a train in that movie. Yeah, I gotta assume that. I guess. I think that's what they were going for, at least. Uh, but anyway. Uh, if you have more than one friend, just consider yourself mama. You know what I mean in that case, because we're throwing we're throwing you up this train. You got to get out. Yeah. You know what I mean. Your um, your mama. That's 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 the end of the joke. Your mama. You know you you are mama. Yo, you are mama. Yeah. Yes. Not uh, like asterisks. Yeah. Right. Y o u apostrophe r e or whatever. Um, just coming Andrew, into the uh, just coming to the comments to correct somebody's spelling on the word your. Just coming to the comments. Yeah. You know, it's it's y o u apostrophe r e. Yeah, yeah. Oops, sorry. Yeah, you are mama. Uh, the mama, the titular mama, I think in that uh, was uh, I looked her up, Anne Ramsey, because I, I never knew her name. She's also the gal from uh, Goonies. Uh, oh, you know, she's got that very distinct face and uh, like the the boss from Goonies or whatnot. Um, yes. So uh, hopefully she was a good person. In which case, you know, God bless her. I don't know where she is, but. <laughs> <laughs> don't know don't know uh anyway this is uh this anyway. is a goonies podcast we're talking all about the goonies today. andrew let's start with the first minute of goonies uh <laughs> goonies minute uh, somebody's the title, goonies the title screen the title screen andrew uh today we are covering on our board game podcast where we talk about two-player board games we're talking about uh the lookout games classic foothills it's a classic a two-player it's a classic, Andrew. Yeah, for... it's an instant classic. It's uh, it is within the. It's basically a two-player version of Snowdonia, mm-hmm. um, which is a game that's been around for a while and is a pretty well-respected kind of like heavy Euro game. Uh, this is a two-player game where uh, so it has all the do about uh, building, you know, railroad lines in uh, in Wales. Yes, in Wales, the country, not on Wales, like the animal. Talking about. It's not a bad idea, though. Yeah. Well, cool. a railroad for whales? Uh, well, they wouldn't like that, I guess. Uh, what if it's underwater? What if it's horseshoes. Oh, like they, an underwater. But we're still railroad? building it on them or it or in them for I them guess, in whales. It's a railroad for whales. What if it is? Well, what? Let me put it this way. What if we build railroad tracks into them, but what we <laughs> move, what we're transporting on the railroad tracks is like a bunch of brill or whatever. What do they eat? Krill? Krill. Krill? Krill. Krill, Krill. Krill goes in their grill, yeah. 
krill goes in their grill, which is made up of brill, maybe? I'm trying to think of what those little bristles are called. Um, Barnacles? What are you talking about? Oh, they're, they're like, like no, teeth. No, they're little teeth that are bristles. Uh, are well, it's not. Brill is like a cream that you put in your hair, right? Brill cream. Brill what? cream, a little dabble, do you? Yeah, brill cream. No. The gal- I have no cuisine. idea what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Brill. Brill cream. Look it up. Brill, look up brill cream. Oh, filter baleen. Oh, wow. Baleen. Baleen? I thought that was a type of whale. Anyway, uh, we don't know anything about. Oh, but it, oh, it's a filter feeding system inside the mouths of baleen whales. So that's why they're called baleen whales because they have baleen. Oh, the other ones oh. don't have that, I guess. Well, uh, like a blue whale doesn't not. have baleen. They just okay. Huh. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Andrew, why don't we go ahead and sum up the uh, game of Foothills in uh, one sentence, huh? One sentence explanations. Okay, yeah? Let's sum it up in one sentence, huh? Uh, I'd say that uh, the game Foothills is the game that contains neither feet nor hills. Uh, That's Foothills. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, mm-hmm. there's got to be a hill. So, well, no, I guess not. Maybe in one of the pictures, I don't know. On the box, I guess there were some hills, right, on the cover art. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I mean, the hills don't come into play is what I'm saying, is that there aren't, like, oh, you got to yeah. build a railroad over a hill it's now. It's not like a roller coaster. Yeah, right. right. Good point. Good point. Well, yeah. there is the one thing where you get the peak token because you're building up a mountain. But you're right, mountain's different than, than That's hill, a mountain. Though. That's trying a mountain. To, trying to make a mountain out of a... Foothill. Out of a hill. <laughs> out of a foothill. That's right. All right, Andrew, that's a good one. Mine uh, one-sentence summary of this is a game that will somehow convince you that working menial labor is fun. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I didn't, you know, this is, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, what goes on in this game is back-breaking labor, essentially. Um, But, but it was fun. I seem to remember last week, all right, last week we did the uh, Fields of Arla. I believe you... I believe I remember you saying that you wanted to leave society and go become a subsistence farmer, like in that game. Oh yeah, I'm over that. No, yeah. I just. <laughs> I would say that, that that also would be backbreaking work. Uh, <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, I guess that's true. At least you're you don't have the audacity to say that you would want to go work on the. I've been working on the railroad, you know. Yeah, I'm not a kind of an I've been working on the railroad kind of guy. I would rather not work all the live long day. Right. Frankly. You know what I mean? Right. Um, just to pass, just to pass the time away. Just to pass the time away. So that so in that song, that person wasn't even getting paid for that. <laughs> they were just passing that? the time. It's just like unions. Hey, I need something to do. Just to so. pass the time away, they were working on the railroads. It just seems like, all right. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe they were maybe they were a okay. rich guy there, or maybe they were a retired guy. And they didn't want to be at home anymore, and they're like, "I'm just gonna." Oh, you know what? That the, song was quote, actually unquote, work on the railroad. Right, that song was actually about like a retired guy who just like makes model trains or whatever just to pass the time away. You know. Oh, that's what that was about. Now I see. Just working well, on the, working on my miniature railroad just to pass little, the time. A little bit of railroad stolen valor, then. You know, what I mean, hey, what do you do? Well, I work <laughs> on the railroad. Wow. Meanwhile, it's. You know, which rail line? Oh, my living room, the living room express. You know, it's, what I mean? it's under the Christmas tree, you know. <clears throat> it's under the Christmas tree. Kind of goes along the um, mantle. Uh, and they uh, go, oh, Wake, Wegmans. Heard Does of your, uh, do all Wegmans have that? Uh, my Wegmans near me has a train no that's, that drives around like around the ceiling. Have you seen that? What? I don't think so. I don't think all Wegmans have that. I've uh, been in a couple of different ones, and I have not noticed 
the train. Yeah, it's like a but, big, uh, pretty big model train. Maybe it's getting serviced. Yeah. Uh, oh, like true. you couldn't miss it, kind of thing, or you ha- or. Uh yeah, you pretty because it made it had sound effects too. It was like woo choo choo, you know. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh... Mm, nah, I think that's just your Wegmans, maybe. Okay. Who knows? All right. It's just. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Well, Andrew, uh, what's going on in this game? This game is um, so just so like like it's be- like it's the game that came first, Nodonia. You are you're in Wales. You are um, taking the role of the folks that are building the rail lines in in wales in uh in the 1800s i think i don't know oh uh, yes um and so um you know it, it's just it's one of these classic uh mm-hmm, worker placement resource transforming research resource uh, turning resources into other Vic- resources and and victory you know, points getting yeah. Getting victory points for it, basically, you know, yeah. much in the vein of a lot of the the Uva games and other lookout games, uh, which uh, you know, let's face it, I love. Um, <laughs> so you already got me there. The stuff that makes it different, though, right, Andrew, is that yeah. it's interesting. You so like the actions that you take, uh, like first of all, you 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 set up rail lines with using cards that all represent a different part, like a different section of the rail line. And those are of different lengths, you know what I mean? Like, in, I would assume it's based on what they're really like in Wales. Some rail lines are longer than others. Um, yes. And then, um, and then because they're, and then you got to actually complete them. So you got to do everything that would be associated with that. You got to clear the rubble off of them to make way for then laying tracks and also building stations. Once you know, what I mean, um, so that you can access that area as well. Um, and uh, and basically, um, you're trying to kind of race your um, well. I guess it's not really a, a race at all, quite frankly, because it's just you can kind of do it in whatever ba- whatever time you want. But basically, there is a point at which it, it triggers an end game because if you if you have built all the tracks, you know what I mean, yeah. then um, then the game is over. Um, but, uh, the, but also it mixes in some other elements too. Yeah, the, I think the main mechanic, cause it is, <clears throat> a lot of people describe it as a card game, which I kind of, I saw that on the internet. I was like, wait, it's a card game, but it, you have like five cards in front of you and they each, uh, give you a different option for an action that you can take. Like you can build yeah. a rail line and it's very specific. And, um, after you use that action, you flip the card over and on the other side is a different action. So we've yep. seen this in other games before, where it's like you can't use that action again twice in a row. Uh, I'm trying to think, what was that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen, we we had well, that right. Karen, yeah. Karen was one of them, and then um, Holmes, Sherlock, and yes. Mycroft was one where you could you could exhaust an action, and then yeah. you'd have to like wait a turn for it that to was, flip back over. That was that one was a little yeah. bit different, but yeah, it's it's this flipping thing where it's like okay, similar. Yeah, similar. I have to use the but other yeah, side but first. yeah, both. Both Karen and Holmes, uh, they both had the idea of like exhausting an action, of not having access to an action for a certain now, period of time. Yeah, the... um, and having to plan around that, which is very interesting. But yeah, basically, you start the game having um, access to the same exact five actions yeah. in front of you, both both players that you can take. But when you f- when you take an action on a card, you flip the card to the other side, and then it then it starts to get into some different actions. Um, yeah. And as the game goes on, you can actually essentially trade out those cards for other cards, which then you know it present you with even more actions, um, and, potentially better actions than the starting actions, that well, kind of thing. So that yeah, that the whole card to do actions 
um, along with the exhausting of actions, etc. Like that, that is, uh, yeah, that's not something I see very often. Uh, maybe never seen before that combination of that. So that is a very novel mechanic for sure. The, the game entices you to trade out some of your action cards also because <clears throat> when you trade them out, they have like a like a little value at the top and it doesn't tell you how many victory points you get, but it says, okay, if you, if you trade in this card at the end of the game, you're going to get so many victory points per uh, station that you've built or per rail line that you built yeah. or um, per uh, ticket that you get because some actions you can get yes. different tickets and stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, so like they basically have like scoring conditions on the top, and then once you have traded your card out, which is triggered by one of the actions you can do is you can go to the pub, and by doing yeah. that, you essentially get rid of one of your cards um, and then replace it, so you end up getting you know a whole other you set of actions basically, and the card that you got rid of becomes a one of the scoring conditions for you alone at the end of the game, which is interesting because. You and your partner can have, and almost certainly will have, different scoring conditions at the end of the game based on the cards that you have gone to the pub to to score, basically. Um, so, like, I might have cards that, you know, a couple of cards that score the number of tracks I have, and a card that scores the number of stations I have, and a card that scores, you know, passengers That's... or whatever. But you might have a card that scores your tickets, and right. you might have a card that... Yada, yada, yada. Depending on what cards you want to actually, like, retire, quote-unquote, or whatnot, or, tra or trade in, you will have a different set of scoring conditions and so that's um, gonna, for the end. that's going to drive how you play the game, too, because it's like, well, I'm going to go for as many stations as I can get or as many tickets as I can get, mm -hmm. whatever it is. So, um, but yeah, so every game's going to be different uh, because of that. Every game's going to be different because mm -hmm. also there you, you start out with six rail lines, but there are eight in the box, so there are two that you don't use, mm -hmm. so you're going to shuffle those up every time. Uh, a lot of variety. Right. A lot of variety in this game. And, and yeah, a lot I'd, of variety. I'd say also the so the cards that you trade in, they give you a lot of points at the end, hopefully, is what you're trying to get. But you're also picking up victory points as you go, and there's little tokens that, yeah. that uh, signify those. So every time you build like uh, a... Uh, a piece of rail line, like you get a victory point or whatever. Mm -hmm. you clear all the rubble yeah. from a spot, you get a victory point. So, um, yep. so I don't know. Maybe what is it? Like half of the victory points come during the game, and half of them come at the end, something like that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's it's, it's an a, interesting balancing act because yeah. I mean, some of those, some of those, once you turn in the card that you then you know will score at the end, you don't have access to that action anymore. So you might you might want to not turn in a card for a little while while you use the action that's on it. You know what I mean? you got to decide yes. when to when to score it and replace it with another card. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting balancing act, too. Mm -hmm. um, and you also, like you said, you also have to balance, like, uh, where, where you get your points from. Do you want to build a track right now? Do you want to do... There, the, one, uh, the other actions you can take in this game that we haven't mentioned yet are what's called surveyor actions. You have, like, a little pawn that you can send around to different stations once they've uh, once they've been unlocked, basically. Once they've been built, you can send uh, a pawn around to the different stations, and then they have special... Each station kind of has a special action you can do there um, that is not about, um, you know, building the rail lines or building the stations or clearing the rubble, necessarily. It is usually... It is usually basically a spot where you can turn in resources and turn them into victory points a lot of the time. Um, but they but they are incredibly varied. 
in uh, in what the actions you can do there is. So you got to decide, hey, do I want to do I want to put my time into getting resources and building more tracks? Do I want to put my time into doing building more stations because they get me a little extra bonus resources sometimes? Um, do I want to put my time into sending my survey around because I think I can kind of like start to scrounge together some points there? Or do I want to start considering what my scoring conditions will be for the end? You know what I mean? So, um, and then, you know, one thing we haven't mentioned yet, Andrew, is also there is, even though you're playing against another person, there's kind of a, a bot at play here, I guess you might say, which is to say you are kind of blindly pulling resources out of a bag to mm -hmm. refill your pool of resources. And every now and then you will pull a... Um, you know, a, a token, a cube in the case of this game that triggers an event, which is a like third party comes in and, and builds the train track and station uh, that is like, um, you know, available to them. Like when you look at what you follow, the directions of where to put the the third party, basically. And then neither of you get the points or, you know, things from that. Um, and that's so a, uh, that's a, just... A, the navy. Uh, a navy, yeah, yeah, it must be must have something to do with navigation, right? A navy uh, uh, or yeah. navi, maybe because they're huge uh, Avatar fans, maybe. Oh, um, but uh, you know what I mean? Just saying. Um, the Welsh, huge. I mean, listen, Avatar did great all around the world, but in Wales, it did. Phenomenal. It was just huge. Mm -hmm. Most of the money made by Avatar came from out of Wales. I mean, that's, came from came. It's a well known fact. Let's just every let's just citizen, say that. Uh, both the country and. The yeah. animal, whales, whale animals love. Well, isn't it true? Uh, I think the sequels are gonna like take place underwater or something. I heard that. Uh, wow! Wow! Finally, talk about pandering to talk about pandering to your you know <laughs> to your main audience, whales. You know what I mean? Um, wow! 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 It finally wait, came out Andrew, with the trailer for, for the second one. The, the second trailer, or it was like a teaser trailer, just came out uh, kind of recently, and it's been. Cool. That's the movie that's been delayed for like ten years. Uh, solid. It was like, oh, it's coming out in mm. 2013. I'm like, nope. <laughs> coming out <laughs> 10 years later. Wow, wow, it's, wow. It's, Stay tuned it's, for a review of that movie. Avatar is the the movie that, like, everybody saw when it came out. It's not, a lot of people saw it multiple times. It was, like, you know, stunning visually and everything. And then nobody seemed to care about it the past 10 years. It's like, nobody ever talks yeah. about it. And I guarantee everybody's like going to be fed up by the time these other ones come out. They're so like, oh yeah, another Avatar. I've, I don't care about that anymore. But I guarantee everybody's yeah, gonna, good. Everybody's going to go should see. It. He should have struck while the iron's hot instead uh, it, of adjusting every single like hair follicle <laughs> on uh, you know their legs or whatever. No, we're we're all stupid enough. We're all going to go see it anyway. It doesn't matter. He's yeah. Gonna, you know, oh yeah. He's going to make. I'm going to be. I'm going to be right up front. Popcorn <laughs> in hand. Andrew, that's it basically. So you're you you're building you're you're trying to decide what you want to do on this <laughs> oh, rail line. You want to you want to build a track. You want to you want to build a station. You you want to keep clearing rubble for future tracks. You want to um, send your surveyor around. You want to score cards. Um, and what you're uh, what is pushing the game towards an end basically is all of the build the progress you're making in building the lines and um, and all of the progress that the third party is making in building the lines. Uh, and then at the end, once everything's been built, you add it all up. You see who did it the best. That's the game. <laughs> see who did it the best. Uh, that's what it, that's <laughs> what it says. Around. Whoa, careful there. Um, it says uh, at, in the directions at the end, it just says, see who did it the best. That's what it says. 
See who did it the best. Goodbye. That's the scoring. <laughs> yeah. And they say goodbye for some reason. Goodbye. That's yeah, weird. Uh, Andrew, uh, speaking about doing it the best, um, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about who did this game. The best. Uh, the best. Yeah. Well, who did this game? It was two people by the name, uh, one person by the name of Ben Bateson, or perhaps Battison. I've never heard it pronounced. Ben Batson. Bateson, I'm going to say. And Tony Boydell uh, in 2019. Uh, so pretty recent game. <clears throat> and uh, let's just get this one right out of the way here. Uh, the artwork done by Clemens Franz, who we've talked about oh, on many yeah, other games. yeah, baby. And just another great job. I think I'm starting to get burr, to burr, the... burr, burr. Clemens alert. <laughs> I'm starting... Clemens alert. I'm starting to get to the point now where I can start to recognize some Clemens Franz artwork. I'm like, oh, here it is. These, this, you know. Yeah. It, uh, it, he has a certain style, I think, of, of drawing. Oh, games. yeah. But, uh, and so, of course, that also means that, uh, this game was published by Lookout, Lookout Games, because Clemens Franz does a lot of their artwork. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so, uh, let's see. Ben Bateson. It seems like that you can't find much on this guy. It seems like this is pretty much his first and only, uh, game so far. Um, but uh, Tony Boydell now has uh, a big list of games on Board Game Geek, and yeah. he's been designing since like the early 2000s. And um, funny, funny thing, I, I was looking at his Board Game Geek page, and I noticed that he had his list of published games there, a bunch of them. And uh, the first game that was listed on there was called The Great Game of Time Travel Second Edition, uh, which was published hmm. in the in the year 2000. And the very last game on his list was. The Great Game of Time Travel, first edition, published in the year 2027. So uh, I just thought that was a nice little... Uh, that is clever funny, and funny. Funny little thing that he did there, yes. I saw clever. that first one and I was like, I was like, huh, that's interesting. He did the second edition as his first game? Well, weird, interesting. And then I saw... <laughs> and then it clicked, yeah. Yeah. Um, nothing else uh, really is jumped out. Uh, I noticed that he was one of the co-designers of the Gruffalo game, which we talked about before on this podcast. I uh, still have yet to play oh. that. I, I got to pick up a copy of that for for my kids. Um, but uh, except, of course, yeah, nuts out there, just loving the Gruffalo. Um, but uh, Snowdonia, of course, you talked about Snowdonia. That was kind of that's kind of his big game. Um, it's kind of his claim to fame. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it was a game all about uh, railroads in Wales again, and. Uh, mm-hmm. At the uh, this game at the top of the box, it actually says a Snowdonia experience, and so these yeah. these two games, along with actually another game, a third game that's called Alubari colon a nice cup of tea, uh, these yeah. all all three of these make up the Snowdonia verse. So they all take place. Interesting, in, interesting. In yeah, game. Alubari I think takes place. Uh, that's supposed to be about the Darjeeling Himalayan line and. In it's India. In India. But yeah, they're all train. Yeah, they're all building train lines. They're all about building mm-hmm. trains. So I guess... Well, uh, actually, I do know why. <laughs> it's like, oh, I wonder why. Um, yeah, because that one doesn't play, take place in Wales, but it's very similar in mechanics to Snowdonia, so it, it goes mm. under the same. He, um, yep. So anyway, he designed Snowdonia because uh, he's, he's said railroad games were getting very popular, and he had heard yeah. a, little, a little history about this, this Snowdonia track, which is a real um, railroad track that had been laid in Wales, and uh, it was laid really quickly in the 1800s and through very tough weather conditions, so he themed his game around that. 
Um, I didn't read the hmm. full rules. I don't, have you ever played it, Pete? I've never played this one because you know it's for more than no, two players. No, I've not played it. I've not played <clears throat> yeah. it. Yeah, um, but it seems very similar. The little bit that I was reading about it seems very similar to this, uh, to Foothills, yeah. like the mechanic and everything. And in fact, yeah. it, it, go ahead. It well, it, it struck me that um, this is probably similar to when Uve makes a two-player, yeah. uh, you know, version of his bigger box games. This yeah. seems like Tony Boydell's uh, swing at that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. His, his attempt at that. Um, right? Ale- yeah. But in the same way that Uve did it, like, introducing some new mechanics yeah. that you wouldn't find in the original. You know what I mean? Yes. It plays like, it plays just different enough that it's a, a whole different game. Exactly. Um, uh, real quick before I get into that, though, Alubari, uh, the nice cup of tea game, uh, that actually was originally got designed as an expansion to Snowdonia, but it, it was so oh. big, it was so big that it was like, okay, this is just like a whole other game. So he... Yeah, he, yeah. he themed it around a different railroad, uh, which was in India. But that one, <clears throat> apparently, it's very similar uh, mechanics to Snowdonia. Mm. Um, and uh, he says that when he first brought the original Snowdonia to Lookout Games, uh, they liked it. But they said that uh, one of the notes that they gave him was, it doesn't play very well at two players. And uh, I noticed that on Board Game Geek, they hey. say, yeah, they say it's best played at four shout players, out to really. look out yeah <laughs> representing you know what so I mean? so that i think was the inspiration for this two-player version that we have here um now this is where the other designer ben ben bateson comes in um yeah like i said you can't really find anything about him I, he seems to be off the grid another off the grid king here that we stand because i couldn't wow. find him on any social media or anything and his um board the, game geek off the grid king we stand him yeah we stand yeah um the <laughs> His board game geek page doesn't even have his picture on there. It does have a l- tiny little blurb that maybe he or someone else wrote, but um, <coughs> I <coughs> excuse me. I was able to surmise that uh, Ben Bateson and Tony Boydell both grew up in, or at least at some point, lived in the same town in England, and so they have actually been friends uh, before they designed this game. So they, they've known each well, other well. for a little while. Yes, and good sleuthing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> on his uh, board game geek uh, page there. Um, it just has a few sentences, and it says that he designed Foothills, quote, by accident, or almost by accident, it says. Um, wow. So my best guess on this was that he was playing around with his friend Tony's game, Snowdonia, and he kind of accidentally designed a two-player version that worked better at mm. two than the original game did at two. So mm. um, I'm thinking, that? And then he was like, oh, hey, here's a two-player version, and then that's my best guess so we'll see i, I think i'm yeah uh, wow uh the last note last note i have here is that this game foothills was nominated for the golden geek two-player a uh, best two-player game of the year in 2019 hmm. uh it did not win wow it did not win we talked about this before the hmm. winner that year was another game we've covered on the show watergate um, oh, I looked at some yeah. of the nominees. We've actually covered some of the other nominees from 2019. Can, can you guess? Uh, this is a tough one. From 2019? I'm huh. putting you on the spot here. Two games. You're putting me on the covered. spot here. Yeah. Huh? 2019. Oh, boy. So some newer stuff. Uh, Robin, the, the Uwe Robin <laughs> no. Hood one. No, no, no that was uh, definitely interesting. Not. Interesting. I'll give not it to that you. one. Uh, uh, one that I really like. But it just had some messed up foxes in it. Skullcalo was nominated. Oh, I was just about to say Skullcalo. Yeah. yeah. And another. Ma- Mandela? 
Yeah, Mandala was uh, was also yeah. nominated. Yes. Mm. And also I noticed a, a King Domino Duel, which we have not covered, but we should at some point. We've played King yeah, Domino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're... Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we probably should at some point cover that one. Yeah. Hmm. So, all great games uh, in the company of this game. So, in the yeah. eyes of the Lord. Yeah, yes. you're right. <laughs> well, that's the that's the Lord's review of this game, but uh Pete, we got to find out what yeah. some other people uh reviewed this game, right? And we got to find out what they Oh, okay. Are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't you uh, go ahead and review on this? review on this okay i would love to review on this but uh, we're gonna, i'm gonna save that for the end of the show so let's just see what insane people on the internet yeah no sorry i should that this. was uh, that was uh, that was the royal i wasn't talking to you andrew oh the, uh, yeah the uh, royal i you. was actually talking to the 12 the 12 apostles uh <laughs> so the next 12 uh the next the next the next 12 reviews come from uh simon peter john uh <laughs> matthew mark luke and Matthew, uh, Mark, Luke, and John. Wait, no. Were they apostles? Or were they were later? Yes. No, those are definitely oh, really? those four. Yeah, definitely. Mm, I'm pretty sure. Maybe. My, my Sunday school teacher's <clears throat> rolling over in her grave. In uh, Rolling over in her grave, <clears throat> Andrew. In Rise heck. from your grave. Altered Beast. She's coming, coming for you, Altered Beast style. Andrew, this person gave it a 3 out of 10. And they said... The opposite of what I enjoy in games like this. Almost nothing I did in this game was even remotely fun. Oh, come on. So, Andrew, let me get this straight. If this is the opposite of what this person likes, then uh, I guess they like games where you add rubble to the railroad tracks (laughs) and you destroy railroad tracks and stations on rail lines. (laughs) Kind of a... Kind of an odd, kind of an odd theme, I'd say. But uh, I guess I'd play it. But I don't, just I don't know. I don't... <laughs> That's like that game, uh, <clears throat> that old video game, Rampage. You ever play that one where you're the monsters destroying oh, the yeah. city? Just like. Uh... Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, or he, this is the kind of person who loves to go to one of those uh, get your stress out kind of rooms where you just smash a bunch of like dishes and glass mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I love a game where you just destroy stuff. That's good. Yeah. yeah, his review. Yeah, his review for uh, the Panic Room or whatever in uh, Belmar, New Jersey, or whatever. You know what I mean? Is uh, is ten ten out of ten, and it says now this is what I'm talking about. And then he links to his board game arena review or whatever, or uh, board game geek. Andrew, uh, this person gave it a five out of ten, and they said not enough variety to continue playing much past eight to nine times. Well, now, Andrew, <laughs> eight to nine times is pretty good, I'd say, wouldn't you? I mean, like, well, I mean, you know, I, especially yeah, in today's I, that's, world, that's kind of picky, <laughs> yeah. especially in today's world. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got games I've never played once. This guy played this eight <laughs> to nine times. I feel like that's pretty much worth his value. Uh, but here's the thing, Andrew, is I think I figured it out. I think this may, I think this guy might be the character Squeak from the film Basketball. You know what I mean? Because uh, oh, because if you guys if you guys rip on me 13, 14 more times, I'm <laughs> out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> I forgot about that. Man, mm-hmm. I haven't. That's one I saw a long time ago. I've not seen that. I got. Mm-hmm. I'm Talk gonna about go relegated to history. Yeah, I'm gonna go to mm-hmm. Blockbuster and rent that one after this. I think. That, All that right. Sounds like a fun uh, night. Ooh, oh, pulling on my collar. Uh, hey, folks out there, don't tell Andrew. You know, let, <laughs> let's break, let's break it to him nice and slow. Uh, pull, pull just heard. By the way, card. I think we've. Hey, 
This is uh, the callback, Andrew. I think at some point we referred to yes. This hey, speaking of during the Watergate episode, Andrew, we referred to the very last Howard Johnson that was in existence because uh, that's yes. where the guy who uh, that's where the security guard yes. went who discovered the the locks being the doors being like uh, taped well, open or whatever. He we, if he hadn't have gone to Howard Johnson, he wouldn't have noticed the sabotage right. and it wouldn't have gotten it, it wouldn't have gotten discovered. Um, but anyway, I uh, just just read the other day, Andrew, update that last Howard Johnson's closed. Oh closed, no, closed, closed up. Yeah, so. Uh, I was going to say, where is the... Uh, rest in trash to Howard Johnson. Wow, where is the uh, Netflix where documentary about that? Because, oh, um, you know, yes. I watched, I watched. they did one about the last blockbuster. There is still one blockbuster that is open. It's, yeah. in, or, it's in Oregon, last I believe. Last blockbuster so. on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it has a Twitter account. So Yeah. Well, no, that's a mm-hmm. that's a parody account, that one. Uh, but oh. it, <laughs> there is a real one that's still open. Deep um, fake. Uh, yeah, Nothing's yeah. real anymore, Andrew. I always like, what was it? What What about when we drank from the hose and uh, and went to Blockbuster <laughs> and went to Blockbuster and it wasn't a big fake parody account. And we All slept right. at a Andrew, Howard Johnson. Okay. And we slept oh. at a Howard Johnson and we liked it. And we also ate there. Okay, Andrew, this person gave it a 6.5 out of 10, and they said the art, as stated earlier, is fine, but the cartoony nature of it also doesn't really fit the setting particularly well. Now, Andrew, this guy, I guess, just doesn't want to see cartoons of guys who work on railroads in, like, the 1800s or whatever, you know what I mean? When, uh, by the way, indoor plumbing was just becoming widely available you know what i mean so he just he wants he wants actual pictures of guys just absolutely covered head to toe in dirt you know what i mean like just like flies buzzing around them no teeth you know what i mean bad dental uh <laughs> habits you know but you know he just wants to, right maybe like real guys just real guys who dive into mud you know lose a limb <laughs> He just right. wants he just wants pictures of gr- of the gritty stuff. That's what he wants. Once once a guy well, wants to see a guy who's lost an, an eyeball to syphilis I, or something like that. You know what I mean? He's yeah, he's tired I, of all this whitewashing. You know what I mean? I will say that this game would be better with uh, pictures of gritty stuff. You know, if if gritty were in this game, yeah, I mean, that that would be gritty or Christopher Nolan's foothills <coughs> or whatever. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. Gr- Gritty, uh, the orange mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, I think that... oh, the Flyers mascot. Yeah. Gritty, yeah. That's a good point. That could spice uh, up. I would love to see. I would love to see mascots build the railroad. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All the well, long day. I mean, you'd be sweating in that costume if you were out there. You know, that would be. Uh, that'd be. Yeah. Rough well, that's work. what they should have gotten a union. They should have thought about that. You know. <laughs> but they, they're all forced to wear and, mascot costumes. Okay, they're, go ahead. they're all forced to wear mascot uniforms. <laughs> Carnegie strikes again. You know what I mean? Um, Andrew, this person gave it a six out of ten. They said has its fair share of clever ideas, but it looks so messy. Well, you know what, bud. You literally spend the entire game dealing with the mess. That's kind of the idea, okay? You get you. There's an action where you clear the rubble. You know what yeah, I mean? And yeah. then you build stuff. So I think what you're looking for, guy who doesn't want to see a mess, you know what I mean? You're probably looking for the game where the people arrange their knickknacks inside of their upper class home. You know what I mean? <laughs> with the air conditioning going, and it's called like porcelain planner or something like that. You know what I mean? I'll say that was a very satisfying element of this game for me. Honestly, was clearing away all. It was Loved like it. 
you're 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 cleaning it up, you know. It's like you clean it yeah. up as you go. You clear away the rubble. The the I rubble. I love that little... there was a bunch of mess, and then <clears throat> we cleaned it up. Yeah. Yeah, little little brown cubes, and then you you move them away, and then you put down a track. Yeah, it's definitely yeah uh, yeah one of my favorite parts. Loved it. You know what I mean? So you know this guy can can buzz off. You know. Uh, Andrew, this person gave it a 7 out of 10, and they said, a gift from my wife for Father's Day. And, uh, Andrew, Father's Day is in quotes. Uh, so I think this is maybe a, this is maybe a Father's Day truther, I think, maybe, Andrew, that we've got here. You know, he's like, she got me this for Father's Day. Now, I didn't want to be mean, so I accepted it. But let's be clear. You know, Father's Day is a scam invented by the wife and child industries. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're, ta- we're talking big well, wife, big child. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Making sure that dads accept new neckties, you know, so they can make money <laughs> off their investments, you know, in Men's Warehouse. Their stocks in <laughs> Men's Warehouse. So. Uh, I will say, though, that uh, Father's Day, Mother's Day, they're all scams. Uh, it's by, all scams, uh, yeah. Uh, greeting card companies, uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> nobody nobody buys greeting cards anymore. That's got to be industry. You know, millennials probably killed the greeting card industry. Oh, uh, yeah. You, know. you know who killed the greeting card industry? Andrew was uh, Jib Jab. <laughs> Jib Jab killed the greeting. <laughs> That's the one where you'd put your face in like the dancing elves or whatever for Christmas. Wouldn't that be funny if that killed the greeting card industry? You know how you can, like... What? Have you ever we... seen these things? No, what are you talking about? Have you ever seen these things? <laughs> it's the... Sometimes you'll get an email card, and you open oh! it up, and it's your friend's face is yeah. transposed onto a, a dancing elf, a breakdancing elf, or whatever. Wow, what yeah. a pull. I mean, how do you, you even know pull. what that's called? Jib-jab. Wow. Okay. <sighs> Andrew, I mean... I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Here. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas this year. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, finally, somebody, you know what I mean? Get me for Father's Day. For Christmas in for, quotes, you know what I mean? Yeah, for Christmas. <laughs> for Christmas, you know. Um, okay, Andrew, this person gave it a 7.5 out of 10, and they said, what's the protocol for rating your own game? Meh, I'll just give it a 7. Now, Andrew, what? this is designer Ben Bateson, Andrew. No! Yeah, posting a review of his own game, and he humbly gives it a seven point five out of ten. You know, what wow. I mean, Andrew, I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty good. You know what I mean? That's like a seventy-five out of a hundred. That's like a C. So you know what I mean? That's his um, one in, his and, one game too. His first game, and he's given it. And it's his one game. Wow. I like to see. I like to see this humility, Andrew. And I'm glad that we could give it. You know, this moment. Uh, the spotlight that it deserves on a truly the best podcast ever that is a 10 out of 10 podcast. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that we could use this 10 out of 10 podcast to spotlight the humility from this guy who yes. gave his own game a 7.5, you know? What yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um mm. yeah, we, this is a, the probably the best podcast ever and this game is mm-hmm. like is this game is probably the most, you know, pretty good game ever, like a fine yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, probably yeah. the most fine game you know what i mean yes. so yep. now andrew this person uh, thinks that it's more than a fine game they gave it a 10 out of 10 wow and they said this is the other yeah, designer <laughs> this, is a, this person andrew said ben might be grumpy about things but i am very very pleased with this oh and you should see what we've got planned for the expansion oh, and this one andrew joking. is from designer tony tony voidell <laughs> andrew tony voidell did a 10 out of 10 for his own game. This is, of course, the co-designer. And uh, 
he just kind of sunk the goodwill generated by his co-designer by by Ben's humble scoring, right? By giving yes. he not only gave his own game a perfect score, but he also essentially then turned it into an ad space for future products that they're going to come out with, right? Like <laughs> keep an eye on this space for, you know, when you can buy the expansion or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> And Andrew, I am glad that we were able to give this learning moment the spotlight that it truly deserves on the truly the bed pod, best podcast ever. That, that yes. is a ten out of ten perfect, yeah. perfect score podcast. Perfect. Yeah. perfect. And so. keep an eye out for you know other projects that we have coming out soon. So just keep your eyes yeah. out here on this uh, this feed because you never know. You know there might be some yeah. expansions mm-hmm. to this podcast coming out soon. Really good ones. <laughs> might be might be some expansions of podcast coming out soon. Uh, yeah, some really good ones. Um, Andrew, um, I'm, I got an expansion to my healthcare that's come, that's about to uh, oh, come good. into this house Okay. because I finally, uh, pay out of pocket. Unfortunately, it's all out of pocket because uh, I've never, uh, never had a job that's given me healthcare in my life. But, uh, but this is the, the United States, probably the, the richest, richest country in the world, but I've never... Never worked worked since high school. I've worked, oh but I uh, never, oh never, never once had uh, healthcare. But anyway, except for what I paid out of pocket myself, nobody's ever given me a help at all with it. Andrew, um, that that can only mean one thing, Andrew, that my <laughs> mental health is coming out of my pocket too. Uh, and that we're talking about Dr. Fraser Crane. <laughs> Dr. Fraser Crane. Okay, it is time for Dr. Fraser Crane. Pete's going to be paying him a ton out the nose for this segment. Um, And after we pay, he's going to help us count down the top ten phrases that you're going to hear someone say while playing the game of Foothills. Number ten. This game is railroaded. Well, because of all the tracks, you see. Number nine. Let's go to the pub. Drinks are on me. Number eight. I'll tell you, this game has like a ton of bells and whistles. Yeah, well, because of all the trains, you see. Number seven. Let's go to the pub. Appetizers are on me. Number six. I guess you could say that I have a one-track mind. Well, because I keep working on the same line on the board, you see. Number five. Let's go to the pub. Bathroom trips are on me. Number four. You're living on the wrong side of the tracks. Because that's actually my chair, you see. Number three. Let's go to the pub. I help everyone there pee when they have to pee. Number two. Listen, sorry I flipped the table. I was just letting off some steam. You know, well, because of the steam engines, you see. Number one. I've been banned from the pub, so let's find another pub to go to. Hey, all you out there in podcast land. Yeah, we're just popping into our own show to interrupt and uh, tell you about a little something we got called Patreon. Um, I know that a lot of you maybe... Uh, remember the 90s? Pete, do you remember the 90s? The 90s, the 90s. Hmm, sounds familiar, but remind me um, what that was like, Andrew? Okay, yeah, the 90s was pretty much you were on the playground playing a game called Pogs, okay? little card- Oh, now I remember Pogs. Yes, little cardboard discs with uh, cool illustrations on them and different designs. Well, do you want to get access to some custom Pogs uh, that are all thematically related to your favorite podcast, who can play that game? Well, you can if you visit us on Patreon. You can have access to, we'll mail physical pogs to you uh, in the mail, and you can touch something that Pete and I have touched with our hands. It's it's collectible each month, different designs relating to each episode and other running gags that we have here on the show. Really cool collector's item. Well, I, so I'm going to get one pog a month, Andrew? That's, uh, that's not bad, I guess. 
No, 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 Pete. That's a set of six pogs every month. Every month I'm going to get six pogs. Each pog has an individual design on it that relates to my, my favorite podcast in one way or another, whether it be an inside joke or a specific episode. or. That's right. Wow. You can check that out if you visit Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash two can play that game podcast so check it out today okay i'm just about to do it actually you know what i'll just bookmark it and come back to it later because we gotta uh get back to the show andrew love break yeah that's right it's time for a love break andrew um can you feel the love tonight Wait, can you feel the love break? I mean, now... <laughs> yes, I can feel the love I was gonna break. Say, I was going to say, can you You're feel the love to break? But uh, that didn't really make a lot of sense. Have you, have you been in my car on the way to preschool every morning for the past <laughs> six months? Because all we listen to is Lion King soundtracks. So I think you have. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did I ever tell you this, Andrew, uh, Lion King soundtrack story from my youth, which is that uh, there's a there's that point where they say uh, what is it, kings and vagabonds, where they say vagabonds at some point. Yeah, I, I um, think I think have I, have I said this even on this pod before. I think anyway. you said it. It may have been on the Patreon, but you've said it on this pod. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, didn't 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 know that vagabond was a word and thought he was saying vagabonds. Vagabonds. So I would always I would always sing full throated. I would say and vagabonds. Anyway, uh, Andrew, um, let's get our vagabonds in gear here and uh, keep going with our next turn in our ongoing game of Fog of Love. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a break from uh, from trains for a second here, and instead. Hop into our roles as uh, a big chef with a flower hat. That's me. A big muscly chef with a flower hat. And, of course, yeah. a squeaky voice, uh, Instagram, social media influencer with you. Who's tan. And, you always forget uh, that I'm, I'm also tan, by the way. My, my character tan. is very tan. Very tan. Um, yes. Yep. Well, because um, and we're gonna, I'm an influencer. You know. You know. Uh, yes. You're an influence. Cool. Right, because you got your ring light setting on like, right. the highest, it's the you highest. Know, setting, so you're, it's, it's burning your skin. Oh, jeez. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> uh, so we got to play another scene into our ongoing relationship here, which we're in chapter two of, Andrew. So I yes. think it's your turn. It is my turn, and um, wouldn't it be cool if I had like a train-themed card? I don't, though, so I'm going to play this card here. Uh, this card is called Two Separate Parties, and so it says... Oh. It seems like we're going to two separate parties tonight. I hope you have fun. Uh, so, yeah. So, we are going... We are decided, hey, I'm going to go to this party. You're going to go to a different party. Now, it's a it's a both choose. <clears throat> so, we both have to choose what happened during the night at the party. So, A... Wow. A is... Uh, I cannot remember too many drinks. And that... Mm-hmm. You know that shows that you're undisciplined or whatever. Um, uh, B- yeah, you 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 lose discipline points. Yeah. yeah. Uh, B is my friends and I talked all night. It was very intimate and thoughtful. Right. And I think you lose uh, extroversion. You you'd be ext- more of, right. a little bit more of an inter intro. Right. Well, you didn't have a, only talking to your friends. You, know? you didn't have a wild time, so it was you know right, you just right, talking right, to your friends. Right, right. That's mm-hmm. probably the most respectful mm-hmm. one that you could pick here. Um, number C, uh, number C, letter C is. Uh, I talked with somebody, uh, can't remember who. Oh, we also kissed just for fun. 
Uh, hmm. yes. Yeah, and you it's a that's a, that is you lose some sensitivity there. Sensitivity because obviously insensitive. Yeah. Yeah, obviously that's pretty insensitive to tell it to your partner. So Yeah, to, yeah. to kiss somebody. So we got to Yeah. We got to pick one here and um Okay. See see how we do. So I have my choice. I don't know about you. Okay. Uh yeah, I've locked mine in here, Andrew. Um okay. are you ready? I'm ready. Let's flip them in 3, three two, 2 1. 1. Flip. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. So you got drunk. You got drunk. Okay. Yes. I cannot uh, remember. And you can't remember. Which can't is, remember. What I thought happened. you would do that because that you were, of course, an undisciplined person, mm-hmm. uh, as 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 I can tell from uh, from all from of what the, I've the giant I've pile so of far from chips you. on that part of the from the from the from the giant pile of uh, yeah tokens on the undisciplined side of the board that you seem to be amassing there, perhaps, yes. and you know. Perhaps to try to achieve a, a certain goal that you have a, a secret hidden from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mine, Andrew, uh, I did go with C. I did go with I talked to somebody, and I can't remember who. Uh-huh. We also kissed just for fun, hey, Andrew. You know what? Which, of course, is an insensitive thing to do it's, on my part. It's very insensitive. And you know what, Pete? It's so insensitive. Uh, special action coming out here. Boom, another card. I'm playing a second card on top of that one. Uh, it's called Crocodile Tears, and it says what? you don't. It's it right. It says you don't care about my feelings. You're so selfish. And this is a reaction card. Uh, which I don't I, think we've ever seen one of these before. No, you, you just you play this just play. In, as an immediate reaction to what just happened. Wow. Yeah, immediate. Uh, immediately after a choice made by your partner, and um, uh. so I'm going to draw another scene to replace that one. And then uh, it says the partner has to decide how to react to my crocodile tears. So you're okay. going to choose. A is, I'm sorry, it was thoughtless of me. And that would mean your happiness, your satisfaction would go down, but your... Um, my gentleness Your would gentleness would go up, go up. yes. Um, Interesting. Or... I or B, B. Please stop acting is... like a child. <laughs> which... Yeah, yeah. In which case, you would lose to happiness, to satisfaction... Yes. Uh, and I, of course, would lose a little gentleness. I would become a little more callous or whatnot. Uh, hmm. Okay, Andrew. So I'm the only one choosing here. So Andrew, how you can respond. I, I'm, I'm mad. I'm going, upset that yeah. you kiss somebody at a party. I mean, that's really... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. could you do that? Well, well Andrew, I'm going to need you to stop acting like a child, Andrew. I'm no! going to be here, Andrew. I'm going to lose some gentleness, you know? Oh. You? So you got to lose two satisfaction. I'm I'm getting way low on my satisfaction. We're diverging quite a bit on our satisfaction. I'm down to 12. Yeah, because I'm at 21 and you're at 12 or something like that. Yikes. Well, sorry. Yikes. Sorry, Andrew, but I got to do what I got to do. I you know? do. Well, uh, we're, still, we're still a long ways off from this game being over, but I feel like... Yes, uh, we are. It so. may not end in hap- It may not have a happy ending. We'll see. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see, Andrew. <laughs> but that's the. But here's the thing. Let me give me a chance to explain myself, Andrew. You're because okay. you're acting like a child because because you didn't even let me explain that the person that I kissed was Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> who everybody would kiss. And uh, I said I was just. It was just. It was fun. It was just for fun that I kissed him. And the reason. And you should have. Un- you know understood from me saying that that what i really meant was he set up a kissing booth at the oh. party and he's doing that famous shack face where he you know goes looks surprised and he puts his lips together into like yes. a pucker almost 
Yeah, that's uh, from so everybody. The, uh, everybody had a chance to cash kiss Shaq. You know? The icy hot commercials, I believe he does that. So it was an icy yeah, hot yeah. kissing booth. Uh, it was an icy hot sponsored kissing booth. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so next time, don't act like such a child. You know what <laughs> I mean? And and start crying immediately. So. Okay, great. Well, um, yeah, I can tell that you're pretty insensitive. Um, oh, let's. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh. You know what? I'd love to continue uh, playing Fog of Love because it's a great game, but we cannot. Uh, a, because, you know, that's just how this segment works. And B, because mm-hmm. my phone is ringing, Pete. And really? Yes. And, uh, the, well, who could uh, that be? Well, it says unknown number because I don't put anybody's phone oh. number in my phone except for yours. So uh, we're just going to pick oh, it up and see. Okay. Hey, well, it's an acquaintance. Acquaintance call-in. Okay, everybody, it's time for another acquaintance call-in. That's right, this is the time of the show where we talk to someone who, you know, a lot of other shows would refer to as like a friend of the show, but for us, that's just not true. So, you know, we, you don't, we don't have any other friends. So um, we're just going to talk to an acquaintance, just somebody that we know. So, uh, Pete, who is our acquaintance today? Well, Andrew, I honestly didn't have one today, so I just opened my door and uh i don't know this guy just walked right in so uh, uh welcome to the show um yeah reading the uh reading the name tag he's, he's wearing a name tag uh for some reason it works at staples so he's got a staples uh, name tag on. And it says chris so i guess welcome to the show chris hey guys how's it going hey now uh so yeah let's get this up uh, up front i'm sure they're not even thinking that it's possible that we're friends here because you're just a guy but um but can we can we verify that we're actually not friends? We're just acquaintances. We are just acquaintances. Unfortunately yeah. for me, we are not yeah. friends. Oh, wow. oh, that's yeah. very nice. Well, that's very nice for you to say. Mm, but mm. Um, fortunately for us, we are not friends. <laughs> fortunately uh, for our <laughs> listeners, because we would have to end the show. You know, that's right. If we were friends. Right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now uh, we do. Though, I will stress if somebody does want to give us three thousand dollars on uh, Patreon. dot <laughs> uh, com slash you can play that game podcast uh we will in fact completely change the show and it will be three friends so if yep. i don't know we will be your friend for Musk is, uh listening out there or whatever or uh <laughs> <laughs> only billionaires uh, can afford that galane galane maxwell from prison uh joining oh, geez, our patreon no. or whatever <laughs> That right. would really change the podcast if you know. Is, that, is it a one-time fee or is that a monthly? Fee? Monthly. That's oh monthly. my! That's oh. monthly fee. Well, or monthly. it could be well, a one. Hold on, Andrew. Wait, hold on. Why are you? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. It's it could yeah. be a, it could be a one-time fee, but you're only yeah. our friends for one month, and then you're not and our friend the show. anymore. Yeah, yeah. It goes oh. back. And forth. Okay, yeah. I will think about it. All right. Oh, great. That's great. Wow. Wow. Well, well, well. Gotta hold on. Just gotta really quickly log in and change that uh, to <laughs> to ten thousand real quick while we uh, <laughs> you guys vamp while I change that. No, but anyway, so um Chris, um yes. I'm gonna reveal something here. We do know you, you are an acquaintance of ours, and uh, we of course we're we're of course we're talking about um foothills on here now this is not just nepotism having you on here we don't want to just want to make you a star you know i mean for no reason on here and 
to all of our listeners. We actually have a reason for having you on here, which is that I've been talking to one of your coworkers, and I believe they now they told me that you're a trainer. Is this true? <laughs> I knew you were gonna. I had a feeling. I it's a I train a trainer. It's a train themed board game, so we just thought we'd have a. So we just wanted a train. We wanted to have a trainer on the now show. I'm conf- yes, so I am confused because someone came up to me at work and asked <laughs> if I was a trainer, and yeah. I said yes, I do like trains, so that I guess that I'm a trainer. Um, and we proceeded through a very long conversation that I didn't understand. And I was very surprised at the outcome. So are we talking about like locomotives yeah. or Pokemon? I just want to get that. Okay, <laughs> let's get that out of the way here. So explain this a little bit more to us because we're kind of aware of this story, but I don't know that anybody so, else is. Oh my um, gosh. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So this was a long time ago, well before I was actually into Pokemon. Well, which that's, is that's, the punch, that's the funny part of this. Go ahead. Oh my yeah. gosh, I like the punchline. Okay, cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> yeah. So some some random coworker just we're having coffee. You know, I'm getting my coffee, and he just looks at me and he says, "Hey, someone told me you're a trainer." And I said, "Yeah, I like. I mean, my son likes trains. I like trains a little bit, you know." And he's like, "Okay, so like, what level are you?" And I'm like. I don't know what this guy means. I guess I'm a zero or a one, whatever the lowest level is. I don't know much yeah, about trains. Yeah, don't know a lot about trains. My right. son, Nate, likes Thomas. And yeah. he's well, and getting you, confused. And you also, I mean, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later, but you also happen to, on the side, you own a brewery that is all train themed. And so you thought, oh, maybe somebody right. said something about this train. Yes. Yeah. yes. Right, right. My it, kid it, likes trains. I have a train themed brewery. There's two things that are in my mind. He's talking about trains. And now he looks he's, confused. Right. He's asking he looks your me level. dead in the eye. And he says, <laughs> I'm a level 40. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Oh my God. This guy knows a lot about trains. That's (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm going to Toronto next week. I'm to compete. I'm like, what the heck is this guy talking about? He's going to compete in this train thing. Trains? Train knowledge trivia. I don't know what he's talking about. Right. So then I, I, then I go back to my desk and I, I, I Google Toronto train. And it pops up Pokemon Go Trainer Fest in, in, in Toronto. Uh, I, am, I am immediately like texting all my friends, who, like, all my coworkers, who told this guy that I was into Pokemon? I don't know anything <laughs> about Pokemon. Who told this guy that I'm, that I'm a trainer <laughs> in Pokemon? <laughs> and then, like Andrew said, cut to four years later, I'm now a level 42 in Pokemon. <laughs> Wow. I, I got to catch them all and I can't stop playing. <laughs> where where do you think, what level do you think this guy is at? This trainer? Oh, he's got to be at 50. The max level is now 50 and it, and it is insane mm-hmm. to get to. He must be at a 50. Wow. Well, the funny thing okay. to me is that, so this guy, had you talked to this guy previously at work? Because he just kind of came up to you and was like, hey. Not I, at all. Hey, I think I he was just trying to make. Exactly. I heard you're a trainer. Like didn't qualify mm. that with like, hey, I heard you play Pokemon Go. It's like, no, it's not like, hey, Chris, it's you like, know, none of that. Like he's doing some sort right of into, yeah, like some, some, yeah, underground like club. Yeah. I heard you're a trainer. I'm like, like yeah, like, I know, no, about, we like, never talked about, I don't even really, I didn't know his name. He must have not been, he must have not known who I was. I mean, I think he just 
goes up to random people and says, are you a trainer? You know, probably. It's like that like, job uh, at your work is to go up to random people and ask if they're trainers. He probably like has zero friends. He would, he would love your <laughs> podcast. Wow. He's actually not allowed, not to, allowed to listen. listen. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> it's like, he's like doing something illicit. Like he's like uh, running like a cockfighting or something like that. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah he's I heard, like, I heard you're a trainer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I heard you're a trainer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also funny too. Fighting, that's great. Yeah, like, uh, well, it's 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 some deep role play. Maybe he's maybe he's larping or something like that. Because it's like it's like in the Pokemon world. I guess they would probably know what you're talking about if you walked up to somebody like in the you know Pokemart or whatever, and you said, "I heard you're a trainer." They would know exactly what you're talking. You know, well, now I um, am in the Pokemon world, Pete, so I know exactly what he's You've been I, sucked I'll go in. up to people been, and ask if yeah. they're trainers constantly. <laughs> oh, you're that guy now, yeah. It was actually, <laughs> no, this is a looper situation. I will situation. see someone on their phone near a Pokestop, and I'll just be like, are you a trainer? <laughs> do you use those words? You don't I even do, and usually wow. they're like, yes, I am. <laughs> And then, oh, but they're but they're current. But you see them currently playing it. I see them kind of like twirling their finger on their phone. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just look at me like I'm crazy, but that's fine. Yeah, and in fact, what they're playing is Thomas the Tank Engine Go, which is where you go <laughs> and try to catch all the trains. Now, listen, trains, right? <laughs> yeah, listen, hey, trademark, trademark, trademark. Don't sell that. It's my, hey, yeah, that's, that's my idea. That's pretty good. Hit me up uh pbs i don't know who owns thomas the Trank engine golden books i don't know i thought it was bbc uh, originally no it wasn't yeah it you're right it's a british uh, it is a british thing so yeah hmm, maybe interesting i have to ask uh, the folks from uh i wonder if it was based in. based in wales just like this game probably england wow what know. a segue that is now a- andrew and uh chris um we're talking about this game here that's not your your connection to trains is not solely that uh, a embarrassing run in with a coworker, because <laughs> uh, if that were the case, you know what I mean. This segment would be much shorter. We also want to talk to you about the fact that you. So now you run a. Uh, Andrew alluded to this earlier, and what what you thought your coworker might have been referencing was that you also on the side you you run a, a microbrewery in South Jersey, and it happens to be uh, themed around the railroad uh, specifically in in south jersey in the in that area um and so i guess my main question for you is now you've learned more about trains you know um via the research you did for that so how do trains even work do you know how could you explain to us how trains work sure 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 so steam trains you Mm -hmm. put the hot water in Uh the engine and you boil it up and then it makes yep. the wheels move. Okay. So you okay, so you think they're boiling water. Okay. I'm just writing this down because I don't know. I'm learning too. Boiling uh, water. Like a and, stove. Uh, I learned like that from stove. Thomas the Tank Engine, Pete. I learned that from Thomas the Tank Engine too. Yeah. That's why it's British, is because you they also make tea in the boiling <laughs> water. Oh uh, uh-huh. what if you could make tea in a steam engine, you put some tea bags in the top of there and uh right, why not? I assume they do. And then they just tap it, you know, for the, for the guests, for the passengers. Yeah. Perfect. Now, uh, Chris, what's your favorite type of train? Uh, it's a steam engine. Totally. I don't like the diesel. And that is, like and that is a type. Okay. That is a type of train. Ste- just steam engine is a type of train. 
Yeah, I mean, there are specific types of steam engines, and I don't know their names, but, you know, mm. the main ones are diesel. Oh, and so you're not really a trainer trains. then, huh? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's interesting. Just got to call your, just got to call your coworker up here and just. You, uh, yes, you them. added me. I am not a trainer, but I am a trainer, <laughs> but I'm not a trainer. <laughs> Well, but you so okay. So you run this, uh, you run this brewery that has kind of a, a loose trained theme. Do you ever uh, have Welsh guys come in after a hard day's work of building railroad tracks and stations in Wales in the United Kingdom? Because like in this game, that's what happens is you can go to the pub after you know sometimes. We have a Scottish guy that comes in quite a bit, but yeah. kind of a little bit close, but not no, nothing connected to the the railroad, unfortunately. <laughs> That's a, that's a long <laughs> flight just to come get a beer. It's a long flight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a mainframe programmer, I think, Rack F or something like that. Oh, okay. Mm, okay, so you are a trainer. Okay, I see. I don't <laughs> even know what a what is a Rack a Rack F is. Maybe your you should have said that's your favorite kind of trainer. Rack F is a is a program on a, on a mainframe uh, mm -hmm. server. Mainframe train. Yep, and a mainframe is a kind of train. Is yeah. my favorite kind of train. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, so let's uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out exactly, you know, how accurate uh, the pub uh, mechanic in this game is as someone who owns a, a, a place of alcohol business. Um, when people come okay. into your establishment, uh, are they then able to choose how to score points? Um, I don't know how to answer that. Hmm. There are definitely people that come in and try to score. Yeah. Okay. So that's accurate. Okay. So okay. they did do a good job of that. Okay. 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 Now, do do people sometimes lose the ability to to do certain things, but then they gain different abilities when they're in your establishment? Well, our I have to say, our servers would never let anyone become too drunk so that they couldn't mm -hmm. function legally. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that. Mm -hmm. good. Okay. Good. good. Yeah. But that's once good. they that's do good. consume a little bit, they they do um they do develop certain qualities. Some of them. Mm -hmm. Some of them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes okay. I do. So that's okay. So there we go. Even as the person who runs, yeah, the establishment. That's so that seems fairly accurate as well. Okay. So they're doing a good job with this game, I say. Uh, <laughs> when customers enter your uh, al alcohol establishment, do they do they have to go somewhere else before they can come back in, or are they able to re-enter the establishment without leaving? Do they have to leave first before they come back in? You know, that's interesting. You know, sometimes we do have to send them on a tour of the brewery before, mm -hmm. legally before you consume, you know, a, a beer at, at breweries mm -hmm. in New Jersey. You got to go on a, a quick tour. So mm -hmm. um, so, sometimes, yeah, we, we, we'll send them right right back in the brewery and then they got to come back and you know, order a beer. Okay. Okay. Well, now, is, that is that before technically is the law before every single beer they have to take another tour? <laughs> Not before every single beer. That would okay. be crazy. But it, even if they come in day after day, oh, I see. Mm -hmm. They have to do it every single day. Mm, okay. Maybe well, they should start up with this game. If you have a regular mm. who comes in like every day, they should they should start giving the tours. Really, I mean, you could save a lot. They you know, absolutely you could. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. That yeah. is true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, so far, Andrew, that sounds like they kind of got this game right. That when you know when people come into a railroad you know, pub or whatever, it, it all makes yeah. sense. They get all these abilities, you know what I mean? They they can't just stay there. They got to leave and then they got to come back in. You know what I mean? Hmm. I, I, um, um, can I tell a quick story? About, I, I have oh, yeah. been, I have been to this establishment a few times. And one thing that I like, hmm. they have a big, you guys have a big chalkboard, at least you used to, I haven't been in a little while, but you had a chalkboard with mm -hmm. all the different, um, 
uh, beers that you have numbered. Right. And it's usually like one through like 20, you know, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Beers. You got exactly right. Yep. 20 beers, right? So I, whenever mm-hmm. I've been in there, I always uh, roll a, a D20, a 20 sided die, mm-hmm. roll it. Yeah. And no matter what it lands on, that's the one I'm getting even if it's not the one that I wanted. So that's that's how sick yeah. I am with that kind of thing. It's a fantastic <clears throat> way to choose. A gamify like everything. That's what my advice yeah. to the listeners out there. We've covered that Andrew's uh, favorite game mechanic is chaos, is randomness right. and chaos. So, uh, yep. I apply it to uh, my then, real life. And, it works well. Yeah. And then having to and then having to go through with whatever the result is. That seems like that's kind of his main thing. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. This this really is kind of like a whole a whole game in in one building. Uh, I guess my last question for you as the owner of a railroad alcohol establishment, uh, Chris, is uh, do you consider the service that you offer there to be kind of vital to the infrastructure of our nation? Of our nation? Yeah, because like like in this game, basically Wales is, you know, you're building the infrastructure of of Wales here and the pub is really a, a big part of that. You know what I mean? You know, I, you know, I think in general, alcohol consumption is a big part of the nation and yep. um, it, it would not be a, the great capitalist country that it is it's, today. What would you say mm-hmm. to that? Yeah. Uh, just, uh, well, uh, sorry. I'm just, uh, I'll say, I'll say it is in the constitution. It does. That's one of the amendments. It does say, Hey, you can serve alcohol in this country. That's that's uh, I forget which number, but it is, it definitely is an amendment. So uh, amendment 69. Yeah. Probably one of those. <laughs> I'm not joking. It is. It is an amendment. Is it really an amendment? Yeah. Well, they had, they had, they, they had the amendment, which was prohibition, uh, which said it's illegal. Oh. And then like two amendments later, they were like, no, actually, never mind. It is illegal. It is legal. So that is an amendment. Okay. So <laughs> of, of the, of the oh, such a small done? amount of amendments that we've ever done to this super old document, two of them simply, one of them simply cancels out the other one. You know what I mean? It's just yep. like, Yep. So that one doesn't even really. Ca- so we don't really have thirteen or whatever. You know, we really. Oh, it's more. Have, it's uh, twenty-seven or something like the twenty-six, really? maybe something like that. Yeah. Yes, but one of them is that you don't have to let soldiers live in your house. So that's, that's the third one, and that is the most important. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to quarter soldiers. Very relevant. In your, very, in your relevant. House. very relevant. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, salute to you. You know what I mean. <laughs> One of the pe- one of the hey, people who serve serve this nation. We didn't even talk Chris. about. But let, let's have it. Let's have a little serious conversation here. But we've talked enough okay. about the uh, the Constitution, about the the brewery yeah. here. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get back to oh, what's yeah. something serious. Eight, the eight and sand here, right? Uh, tell us a little yeah. bit about the about the brewery. I, everybody who's listening, you ship you ship yeah. internationally, right, uh, Chris? You ship everywhere in the world. Yeah, extremely illegal to ship alcohol oh, uh, okay. across state lines. So 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 no. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> But fly to Woodbury, New Jersey. Uh-huh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> or get on your train. And, uh, you know, there. I, I wish that there was a stop here. I mean, one of the reasons that we branded it a train was because it is one of the oldest train hubs in New Jersey. I mean, there was four lines going into the center of Woodbury at one point, like in the yeah. late 1800s. And you can see uh, it's not passenger trains anymore. You, you know, it's it's more commercial trains. But as you're in the beer garden in the back, you can hear the train going by. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm for that. Wow, wow, wow. And uh, you mentioned this beer garden. I assume it's pretty nice. 
I think it's pretty nice. Uh, there's not too many beer gardens in the South Jersey area. So I think that does set mm-hmm. us apart a bit. And we got, like wow. you said, we got 20, usually 20 different beers on tap. We got a big bar. Mm-hmm. We got a lot, we got a little board game shelf. It's actually not mm-hmm. that little. We got, you know, there's mm-hmm. quite a bit from a, that we mm-hmm. partner with our, our, our local store here. Tiki Tiki mm-hmm. provide us some board games. So, uh, wow. We see a lot of people playing board games at at the brewery. Well, so, I okay. Andrew, I mean, I think in summation, uh, what we've got here is a trainer, clearly, (laughs) who, um, you know, provides a service that's vital to the infrastructure of our nation. Yeah. uh, In which you can play board games and also sit outside on a nice day and watch a train pass by roughly around 9, 9.30 at night, uh, and one other time during the day, I kind of forget. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's it, baby. That's a guest, right? You know what I mean? How much, more of an, how much more of an appropriate guest would you want for this episode? It fits perfectly in with this yeah. Foothills game. Uh, oh, <laughs> so, guys. Hey, one more time. If you're in the South Jersey, you know, Philadelphia area, stop by Woodbury, New Jersey. Check it out. It is actually a good brewery. Um, eight and sand. What does eight and sand mean? Oh, good question. So eight and sand uh, is said to crews before they leave to wish them quick and safe travel. So eight is notch eight. So on certain trains, notch eight is the fastest and quickest setting. And sand is shot onto the tracks to prevent slipping. So safe. So eight and sand, quick and safe travels. Get there quickly wow. and uh, safely. Wow. And uh, probably should have looked up how to say that in Welsh, but it's probably something like Slaffenfaffen or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> All the Welsh listeners just turned this off. Not um, liking that. Yeah, no. they're, they're not liking that. Uh, but if you know that, de- they probably consider that to be kind of a, a derogatory. <laughs> I do hear that they're they're very proud of their language over there. They, uh, you know, they. Uh... <laughs> well, it's like a language that they know. Well, I don't know. I'm not that much of an expert. I'm going off the tangent here. But I know that a lot of people in Wales, they know how to speak Welsh. But it's like one of those things. They also speak English because, you know, there's a lot of English speaking people there. So it's like they have some pride. It's like, well, we don't want to let the Welsh language die, even though they all speak English, too. So, you know, they're pretty proud of it. Oh, wow. You can cut that. You can cut that out. I don't know. It wasn't very funny, but that's just. uh... I liked it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. And I like your <laughs> brewery and all oh, of your trainer talk here today. So, oh gosh, everybody, uh, let's help us thank Chris for joining us here on the show. Chris, thanks, and we're glad you're not our friend. Mm. That's been Chris. <laughs> thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. See ya. Hooey, matcha mommy. Now that was fun, Andrew. Hooey. Um, Hooey. Well, let's, let's let's review on this uh, little segue you just did right here. It, you said Hooey okay. Macha Mami, I believe is the, the phrase that you right. used. Hooey Macha Mami. That is it. Hey, that's the one that everybody knows. It's kind <laughs> yeah. of my catchphrase, just Andrew. Checking. Hooey. Just checking. Macha Mami. Um, <laughs> and another thing that uh, everyone always loves in this darn show, Andrew, is when we uh, do a little bit of bottomless apps. Bottomless apps. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, I think uh, Chris, the trainer, is going to be upset that he missed out on this segment because uh, I know that guy loves to take his pants off. We are going to be taking our pants off 
uh, bottomless, mm-hmm. hence the bottomless part of this. And we're going to also brainstorm how to turn this game of Foothills into a hit mobile app on your phone. So, yeah. uh, okay. first, things, first things first, Pete. First things first, we got to get these pants off here. Here we go. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Pants are off. All right. They're off. Yeah. Been doing been doing this. No more belt buckles for me, Andrew. Been doing a lot of uh, sweatpants. Right. Sweatpants. Okay. That's good, but it doesn't it doesn't make as many good sound effects for the show. I do, I still have the zipper yeah. fly and everything going on belt buckle. I I wear the uh, I'll, scout. I'm gonna, I'll get some, you know, sweatpants with some zippers uh, soon. I wear a, a scout target. belt. Have you ever worn a belt like that? It's called a, the buckle's called What's a that? scout scout belt. It's got a little. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain. You could Google it and find it, but it's a. Uh, it's uh, got a little metal um, rod in there that, that like, squeezes yeah. the fabric of the I know, belt. I know. That, yeah, then I know exactly. That's called a scout belt? Scout belt, because okay. okay. the Boy Scout uh, belts, I think, are made like that. But anyway, it's called a scout belt. Oh, okay. I always use it, and, uh, yeah, I probably should change it. Okay, so you're thinking belt. about the belts of Boy Scouts. Okay, maybe, yeah, I probably wouldn't, uh, probably no. wouldn't ever no. <laughs> that I just think that's where the name comes from, okay? It's not... All right, okay. whatever. Andrew, we got to turn this one into a mobile, a hit mobile game yeah. app. Andrew, what do you what are you thinking here? What do you think you might do, be doing to this to this game of Foothills? You know what? I was so inspired by our conversation with Chris the trainer, um, and talking about training Pokemon. That uh, you know, well, first of all, you know that passenger rail, uh, you know, uh, people riding on passenger trains in the U.S. is way down you know these days you know compared to where it was like you know 100 years ago or something like that so um so i think in order to help out the railroad industry here in the united states we turn this uh game it's just a game on an app but much like pokemon go okay i'm going to take the same idea behind pokemon go you can only play this app in certain locations you can only play it when you're on a train or in a train station okay wow Yes. Huge. So that's just going to force people to go to the trains, and then they're going to be like, hey, what is this place all about? Hey, let me buy it. Let me just ride on this train, you know, and it's good. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to really blow up. Um, and, you know, maybe while you're playing the game, you could also, like, uh, you know, you're, you clear out some rubble, and then underneath the rubble, maybe you find, like, a cute little, like, tiny monster that you can catch, like, in a ball or something like that. You can collect them and trade them I and stuff see. like that. I see. Yeah. So you just mm-hmm. add that to the game, and then and then and then I think uh, <clears throat> you have a lot of trainers uh, training. I think it'd be good. Wow, wow, wow! That seems uh, that seems you know a fairly ineffective way to uh, boost, uh, you know, the uh, to to convince people to put more money into the uh, rail infrastructure of this country. Yep. Um, I, I, I was thinking say. more of like a different 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 kind of blow up, uh, which is to probably just go ahead and bomb the. Maybe the CEOs of uh, the <laughs> auto industry or something like that. Anyway, Andrew, uh, what I'm gonna do here with this game is, um, well, uh, listen, this big part of this game is clearing the rubble, right? Well, of course, now, now you got, you, you know, you got to do with clearing stuff off the screen. You got to do a jewel, you know, bejeweled. Right. And I, clear I knew this was different coming. colored yep. rubble. You know, stack them up in the. In, in a row or whatever column to clear that rubble off. Yeah. So that's one part. That's one part of it. There's also the part, you know, the pub obviously is a big part of the game. So when you go to the pub, 
it tells you to drink. It's like a drinking game thing. You know, I mean, it's like doing like shots, shots, shot, 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 or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's it incorporates a drinking game into it when you when you go to the pub in the in the game. Is it like that? that and I, then you remember yeah. when the iPhone first came out and one of the first apps was like, oh yeah, it was like a pint of beer and you just tilted the phone and it looked like you were drinking it. Remember that one? Oh, you know how you know why I remember it so vividly, Andrew? Not but. Two months ago, a grown man was still tickled by it and was showing it to me and was loving it, Andrew. That's how he was like. He was like, "Watch this! Watch this! Watch this!" And I was like, like "He's like, look when I tip it. When I tip it, it's like I'm drinking it. It's so so good. It's like web web 1.0 stuff." Andrew. Um, anyway, they should probably be the guys that vote more than anybody else and also kind of run the country. Guys that are we should okay. we still right. have presidents. <laughs> Who are uh, still tickled by the beer drinking app from Web 1.0? Anyway, Andrew, uh, my the final thing that the app does for you. This is obviously a multifaceted app. Is it's also going to teach you Welsh? You know what I mean? So oh, I like this. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like I'm pulling from some of the you know from some of the hottest games in the app store. You know, I'm talking about the the jewels style the drinking game style and also the duolingo you know kind of like Rosetta yeah. Stone yep. kind of like teaching you so all of that's in there and Andrew you know uh here's a quick preview I don't know any Welsh unfortunately but here's a quick preview of maybe why you'd want to learn Welsh or what you might learn when you're learning Welsh because I happened to to look up today some uh, some sayings, popular sayings in Welsh, or or interesting sayings oh, in Welsh. And Andrew, were... what I found, okay. I, what I found was some some literal transition uh, translations of some idioms that they have over there. So, like Andrew, when we say, well, you don't uh, have to call him that, you... Pete. I mean, we've already you know insulted them enough. You don't have to call him call him <laughs> that. You know. Oh, sorry. Did you say idiom? <laughs> you said idioms. Okay. <laughs> idioms. Andrew. Okay. Sorry. Idioms. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Watch it. So, like, when we, in English, when we are referring to, like, saying something or doing something that's that upsets, like, a lot of people, we might say, you know, I don't know, like, stirring the pot or something. I don't know. Uh-huh, right. But right, they right. say to, pu- to pull a wasp's nest onto your head. That is the literal <laughs> translation of what they say. Hey, you're pulling a, what are you, pulling a wasp's nest onto your head? You know what I mean? I so that. that's fun. Yeah. Um, Much like Mr. Bean, and uh, you know, but uh, with a turkey. Yeah, instead, that's right? a that's a that's a Bean esque move for sure. Yeah. Well, um, in England, we... <laughs> right? Mr. Bean's uh, English, so in England you put a turkey on your head. In in Wales you put a beehive. In on your Wales, head. it's a beehive on your head. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to say that somebody's like cheap and tight fisted, you say that they are keeping a hedgehog in their pocket. Andrew, that is that is oh. supposedly a literal translation of the Welsh saying. Um, and, oh, because uh, yeah, I get it. Because it's prickly, you wouldn't want to put your hand in your pocket to get your uh, wallet. I like that. Okay, I guess I thought they were true. they yeah, were referring oh, to point. like uh, you have a Sega Game Gear in your pocket, and there's a hedgehog in yeah. there. You know, that's what. And I was... then you just look at it and you vomit. You know, yeah, I do. I do vomit right on it. Yep. <clears throat> you do. You do vomit when you see Game Gear. I do. Um, Andrew, when they want to say that somebody's useless, um, they have a saying where they say they are like a fart in a jam jar. Supposedly. <laughs> Isn't that good? So Welsh, you know, looking up, huh? <laughs> and here, and here's the here's the final thing. If you haven't already d- developed a desire to go out there and learn Welsh, uh, they don't just say that people they don't say that people smoke weed. You know what I mean? They say that they smoke naughty smoke, naughty <laughs> smoke, supposedly. Andrew. Yeah, it's so, naughty, naughty smoke. 
I think this is going to I think this app is going to catch on big once they realize how fun it is to learn Welsh, you know what I mean? I think it should I think your app should only be uh funny idioms in in Welsh and nothing else. Just just Oh yeah. Just should just be it should just be like a uh, listicle or whatever. Yes, that's right. Just a buzz just a buzzfeed list. It's just a link. The app the whole app is just like a link to a buzzfeed list. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Hmm. Um, well, speaking speaking of people who would be clicking on a link just to go to a BuzzFeed uh, <laughs> article, Andrew, uh, it's time to uh, it's time for a little bit of family time. Family time. It is time. I just looked at my phone and there was an app on there that had the time and it said family time. Um, yeah, this is the segment wow. where we say, "Hey, you can pick your." friend singular friends not not friends friend you can pick your friend but you can't pick your family so which member of someone's family should they play this with uh who's the ideal family member to play foothills with yeah yeah andrew i mean it's got to be dads and grandpaps right Mm. i mean Mm -hmm. they're the train they're train guys you know i mean they love the train the trainers Dads, dads and grandpas you know uh, and might I add, Andrew, it's kind of ironic because I feel like there's a, a ton of grandpaps out there who uh, just absolutely love trains. They love to go nuts over trains, but yep. yet they still they vote for people who will kill public transportation and uh, vote vote against expanding rail travel. Oh well, interesting, kind of ironic, kind <laughs> kind of ironic, isn't it? Hey, who do you good. think we're playing this with, uh, Andrew? Yeah, and somehow you're gonna bring it back to the. Uh, politics. Um, I was I th- had that thought also. The the, the granddads, you know, the mm-hmm. old guys like we talk about, like sitting in your basement, setting up a little train set all day. Um, but yeah. I'm going the opposite way. I'm gonna say that I I specifically want to play this with my five year old son. Uh, and wow. here's here's why. Uh, Pete brought this game to my house, and uh, we were about to play it, and my five year old son wanted to play, so we. Instead, we busted out uh, a game of shoots and ladders, and we played that. And it was time for right. him, time for him to go to bed. Um, you know, he's very interested in trains, but and he has been the past week since we played this game, he has been begging to play quote Pete's train game ever since we we really? played this game. Yes, I want to play Pete's train game. I really, Dad, I really want to play Pete's train game. You know, um, wow. wow. And you know, uh. I, I want to play him. I want to play him because I think I would absolutely destroy him at this game. It's not a child's game. Yeah, uh... <laughs> I think he'd probably wipe the so, floor with him. Yeah. I need to. I need to just get some revenge for when he destroyed both of us at shoots and ladders. He did. Uh, he did, in fact, win wow. that game. Wow. He did climb the largest ladder. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, the that's... one that goes right to the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's who I'm playing with because he wants to play it and he's about to uh, feel the pain uh, when I bring it. Yeah. So no mercy. That's right. <clears throat> Yeah, you got to beat him, and then you got to look at him and go, "I guess Dad climbed the ladder this time." You know what I mean? That kind of thing. You got you to make sure he understands it's a, it's retribution. For... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andrew, that is uh, something that I think you should do. So I I support that. But uh, my I guess my main question is, two could play this game, Foothills, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? 
Okay, how sure are you that two people should play this game? We're going to give it a rating uh, somewhere between 0 and 100% to show how much we enjoyed mm. playing this game and how much we would recommend it for other people to play this game. So, uh, Pete, yeah. what Pete, what was your rating? Yeah, Andrew, I, I'm 74% sure that two people <laughs> should play this game, Andrew. Oh. I, I think, I mean, I think based on the description, people probably already can assume that I'm probably that this is in my wheelhouse, if you yeah. will. I mean, it's 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 worker placement type thing, and you gather resources and you turn resources into victory points. That's that's generally how you catch my attention. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I I genuinely do think there are clever mechanics at work here, Andrew, and also clever game mechanics too. You see what I see what I did there? Mechanics uh, on the train. Uh, and, uh, uh, now, uh, I like the that whole ex exhaustion of actions mechanic that reminds me of Holmes, Sherlock, and Mycroft. You know what I mean? Because I think that that does really make for interesting decisions. Um, there there is even they go even further than Holmes in this one, where the you can you can create combos that there are like actions that let you also unexhaust an action. So it's like, it's, it's, there's just so many decisions to be made, you know, on which action to take and how you want to take it and when to take it, which order to take it in, what you want to, what area of the scoring you want to work on. So that, that's, that, that's good. That's, that's, uh, that's Pete food. Yum, yum, yum. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, and Pete hey, food. I love this artwork. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love this artwork, Andrew. Uh, talk about more other, uh, this is talk about other Pete food is, uh, give me, give me Clemens Franz artwork any day. I don't know why, <laughs> but I just, I just like what this, this, this person does my friend I yeah and it's it's funky i mean it's it's funky stuff you know what i mean it um it's not this ain't fine art or whatever you know um this isn't an oil painting these are like funky silly characters but i love the way that uh, that clemens does it uh this is kind of like the anti skull collar because everybody's got kind of a messed up face in this one you know what i mean uh like their eyes are offset and like one you know um but they all have their teeth, as far as I can, as far as I can tell. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, they don't they don't look that they don't look messed up. They look uh, cute. Um, right. That's why this one. And it's fun to see you know a bunch of cute little train guys walking around. That's why this one finished ahead. Mustaches. This one finished ahead of Skull yeah. Hollow in the uh, Golden Geek Award uh -oh. voting. You know, because of that. Yeah, because that's the, why. The yeah, teeth. that's what it came down to. The teeth. The teeth. Yeah, the teeth yeah, yeah. <laughs> It got a ten on teeth, and Skullcaller got a zero on teeth. Yeah. Now, Andrew, um, I also really, I really do love the decision of what scoring conditions and methods you want at the end of the game, and the fact that you can essentially change or evolve those scoring methods and conditions. Uh, your point salad, if you will, as a lot of people call it, that you can change that during the game. You know what I mean? Like. I don't think I've ever played that kind of thing before. I've always I've played a lot of different things with very clever. You know, we've played a lot of those Phil Walker Harding games, um, yeah. like Imhotep the Duel and everything like that. Some people are really good at doing that, where they like create a game that has a lot of very cool. Um, Feld does that. Stefan Feld does that a lot. A lot of really cool. Uh, obviously, Uva does it. Different ways to score points, um, but all, in all of those games that we've played thus far, it applies to both of you. You know what I mean? You're both have the same scoring conditions right. and it's just a matter of how how you pursue that and this is the first game i've ever played where you can literally as the game goes like create your own set of scoring conditions which i think this, is really cool yeah um, this is a that great... can apply that can be different than what your partner's scoring conditions are it's a great point i wasn't i didn't even really think about that uh that's mm -hmm. that is very unique where yeah it's you're... very unique 
Yeah. Your scoring conditions um, are different uh, than the other person, and you can change them on the yeah. fly as you go. <clears throat> so it's really... Yeah, you can change them. You could, you could look at what's going on in the game and be like, actually, you know what? I should really lean into this whole blah, blah, blah. You know Yeah. You kind of... You kind of like, decide. Like how I've the done that. I did that when we were playing. I was like, I, I feel like I, I feel like I have a lot of tracks down. I should really start scoring cards that score, but you, that help you score points for tracks. You but know there's I mean? also some dis- because that scoring condition might be on a card that you are finding very useful. Yeah. You, you might not want to take it I off know. the board. You know. So. <clears throat> I know. I know. So then that becomes a balancing act of like, do I keep going with this for now? Because my, you know, especially towards the end of the game, you're like, ah, oh, my, my. Uh, my opponent could actually end this game on their next turn. Maybe right. like, I need to score this now. You know what I mean? Or their next couple of turns or whatever. Or if they pull off a crazy combo, they can end it now and I won't have scored this. You know? Yeah. I think that's, I think those are very interesting decisions on, on the win and, and how um, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's not a hundred percent for me. It's still 74%. There are some, you know, rough edges. I, I agree. I, uh, a lot of people say that there are like pacing issues and you can get into kind of feedback loops of surveyor actions and it doesn't really like progress the game forward necessarily yeah um because like the building of the stations and the tracks does progress the game towards an end but the surveyor actions kind of don't and so you can end up kind of you know mm, it, it, it is not like a lot of uve games where there's like rounds and you have to do it within right. a certain number of rounds or whatever you could go on forever i guess at some point doing you know doing certain actions yes um that just kind of feedback loop um, so you do have to kind of like decide when you want to end it. But I, I also think that that's a valid strategy to take into account in future plays. Like once you've realized that that exists, maybe you change the way you go about it in the future. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. What do you, what do you think here, Andrew? What's your, uh, what's uh, your rating for this game? I, I was a little surprised to hear that you were 70, 74, because I thought, uh, you know, when we first started playing this, I thought, okay, this is a Pete game. You know, I'm not really going to like this that much. Honestly, I was pleasantly surprised. I liked this more than I thought. I mean, I didn't love it a lot, but I, I did like it more than I thought. I gave this one a 78%, so I liked it even wow, more than you Wow, you did. scored above me? Yes. Now we're talking. I love that. I love to hear that. I Folks, was just, you love to I was just really pleasantly surprised. It was fun. It's a fun game, and I liked doing the yes. feedback loops, honestly. I was like, oh, if I keep doing this over and over yes. again, I, use... I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> I did a lot of that. Um... The um, instant gratification of that is very addicting, where you're like, "Ooh, yes. did I just get three points? Ooh, <laughs> did I get three points again? Ooh, did I get three points again?" Yeah, yeah I yeah. do have mm-hmm. to. I do have to confess, honestly, that as I was like sitting down to like write my notes for this and everything, I honestly I forgot how this game was played. I until you started going over the sum- yeah, yeah 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 until you started going over the summary at the beginning of this episode, then I was like, "Oh yeah, that's how it goes." I kind of forgot what the rules were, so. I don't know if it, it didn't quite yeah. it didn't quite like stick in my brain like I wasn't thinking about it all week like I do with some games it was just it was mm-hmm. but I do, when I think back on it yeah I had fun while I was playing it so there was that factor yeah. at least yeah yeah um, yeah yeah but Absolutely. it was it was uh, much much more fun than I than I thought it would be and I'll say that it was much better than Glasgow which I thought it was going to be like Glasgow mm, and it was interesting much much better than Glasgow for me it is kind of like Glasgow uh, <laughs> and Gla- <laughs> Glasgow isn't that a, is that another lookout game I think or Clemens Franz did the art for that I'm well sure. Clemens did the art for it but yeah I think that's the only no, connection that, oh, yeah, okay that was not. in terms of yeah. and we should also say though speaking of lookout uh, that we were sent a copy of this game 
uh, oh, to review. Oh, yeah, Time for Transparency, right. This is a review copy that we were, that we were very graciously yes. um, uh, allowed to check out from Lookout. So, so much shout-out to them, uh, Sabine and everybody over there, um, because they are, you know, they, they've been great to us. Um, but that doesn't influence our score, we'll tell you. I mean, That's hey, right. I gave it a 74. I really like this game, but I didn't, you know. I did. I heck, heck, I gave it a lower score than Andrew. You know what I mean? How often does that happen with a lookout? I still think you should play it. I still think it's very good. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's, I mean? it's worth a but, try for sure. But that's a real score, baby. If you were looking for a real score, that's a real score. It's a real, authentic, um, wait, wait, wait. raw Glas- score. Glasgow is a uh, Glasgow is a lookout. I'm looking at the box now. Oh, it is. See, I thought so. So bingo, baby. Yeah. That was just by it was by a different uh, designer, somebody who had just really a different designer, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It's not it's not one of the big um, lookout all stars or whatever designer right, 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 right. yet. You never know; this person has. Mm-hmm. Man, looking back at this box, we got to get this back out again, Andrew. I'm just saying. Mm, um, yeah, maybe so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, Andrew, uh, while I look at this box, why don't you take us on over to the leaderboard? <laughs> Leaderboard. Okay, we are going to take a look at the leaderboard. Now, of course, Pete and I each gave it a score, uh, but that's not the final score. We have to average out our two scores and then put it onto our big old leaderboard. And uh, so, let's see, Pete gave it a 74. I gave it a 78, surprising. Um, And we're going to average those two scores out, and that's going to give us a final average score of 76% sure that two people should play the game of Foothills. Wow, Andrew, now that, uh, that is a good score. That does land it at number 36 on our list of currently 59 wow. games, Andrew. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That is mm-hmm. a lot of games. We've I can't believe we're already up to that that many. So um, 36 on the and list. S- speaking of Glasgow, yeah. Andrew, it is two points above Glasgow. Now, it's uh, interesting to look at our scores for Glasgow because... Uh, yeah, you really tanked Glasgow. <laughs> I'll, I gave it a fifth. I gave it a fifty-five. I told you I'd much rather play Foothills than Glasgow. But you mm. loved Glasgow. You gave that one a ninety-three. So take that yeah. for what it's worth, folks. I don't know if, if you want to take my word for it or Pete's word for There's it. There's something about the pacing of that one, Andrew. And I mm. love tile laying, which I mean, which does come into you know into play here. But there's something about. Glasgow's a good, very good game, Andrew. I'm just saying. Well, um, but um, th- so that one landed at 38, Glasgow. But 37, right under Foothills, is our li- Star Wars lightsaber dueling pack, which yeah. Andrew we talked about recently in a in a bonus episode recently on our Patreon. Yes. Um, which is one that we have you know kind of like forgotten about, but 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 we want to get back out because Man, we have we so much fun with it. Yes. We're gonna bring it on vacation with us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. And then uh, right mm-hmm. above Foothills is at 36, and right above at 35 is Mr. Jack. So Mr. Jack, which yeah. is another very novel mechanic in a game, yeah. Oh, and look, right above that at 34, Skullcalo. Skullcalo did beat out uh-huh. Foothills in this in this case. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but but the other one we talked about, Watergate, that one way up at number 23. So that one, yeah, that one was higher for yep. us. So just, just like in to the, give you a sense for how it all, you know, just like the in the Golden Geek, mm-hmm. the Golden Geek Awards of the 2019 yep. two-player games, and Mandala also was on that list, down way down at number 49 because that one frustrated me. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, all. Hmm. 
all games that you can. And you know what? There's too many games to really go over here on our leaderboard. So we just did, like Pete said, we just did a whole episode talking about some of these and how we would Fisher Evans eyes these on our Patreon. So you can go check that out mm-hmm. at can play that. Uh, no, patreon.com slash two can play that game podcast. And if you want to take a look yes. at the leaderboard, just the leaderboard itself without all our commentary, it is on our Tumblr. Two can play that game podcast.tumblr.com. So there we go. So find everything there. But uh, Andrew, one last question for you because I know that the Patreon's cool. Uh-huh. I know that the Tumblr's cool. Uh-huh. I know that Clemens, Clemens Franz is cool. Uh-huh. And I know that Lookout Games is cool. But are we cool? Are we cool? After playing this game, are we still cool? How many points did our friendship go up or down? We know that everybody listening out there, you know, you have one friend. You always keep a little ledger of your friendship points, you know, in your little book. Um, yeah. So we just, we all got to update ours after each board game that we play. Um, I'm going to say that we are definitely still cool. I'm going to say plus two on the uh, friendship ledger. Um, Andrew. Yeah. Th- that's what I said. Plus, plus two. two as well. Nice. And you know why, Andrew? An honest day's work followed up by a nice, nice big old glass of beer, cold beer. You know, what more can you ask for? That's right. You know? That's right. Um, yeah, I would say this game did not have that much... I don't know, even though you can definitely get in each other's way, but there are a lot of choices, at least especially at the beginning of the game, so you don't really get in each other's way too much. Um, and a yeah. little bit, a little bit, we bonded over some of the uh, the interesting Welsh names of the... Because uh, every single card mm-hmm. has a Welsh name of the station on it, right? So that's kind of fun to, to mm-hmm. read. And it's kind of fun to read. Yep. Honestly, at the end of the game, I I enjoyed comparing the scores and just being just not even like if I lost or whatever, not even feeling bad about it because it's just like, well, well wow, how did you get? What did you score more on that? Oh, mm-hmm. and then then you kind of do like the math, yep. do a little math at the end and say like, well, oh, if only I had done that, then it would have been. It different. was because of this. And yes. because of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's this, play it out. Mm, if yep. I didn't do mm-hmm. that, let's play it out. If I did this instead, if I had this one, oh, you know, what, yep. what would it be? So that, yep. that's kind of fun, too. So I would say we are definitely pretty cool. still cool after playing foot. I think we are not cool after playing shoots and ladders, though, uh, on that game. Right, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> specifically, uh, you know, we both are um, just burning with uh, envy over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why couldn't we were, I we have climbed that ladder? I know. By a five-year-old. You know what I mean? So. And then at the end, you're like, man, if I had only if I only spun the spinner to like a five on that one, I could have climbed that ladder, but I didn't. If you know, I had only, you know. Instead, I went down the, the chute. Oh, well. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, we'll just have to, tr- you know, we'll just have to try to spin that spinner even better next time, Andrew, when we play chutes and ladders. Uh, and I'm hoping that our listeners tune in next time. Unless uh, they get another friend. Yeah, yeah, we do want to tune in next time unless they get another friend. Well, in in that case, if they get another friend, they're going to want to tune into a different podcast. It's called Freedom Isn't Three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, that is the podcast that's about three-player board games and also the brave sacrifices made by brave Americans for the sake of neocolonialism, Andrew. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. Their their tagline is, of course, freedom isn't three because there can only be one superpower. 
That's right. That's right, Andrew. Yep. That's right. There can only be one superpower. USA. USA. Yeah. USA. So yeah. that right, because there isn't three. I see freedom in three. There are three superpowers. Only one. Yeah, only one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Three player board games somehow fit into that podcast list. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?